As an artist, I've grown definitely from this competition. I've learned how to be patient and pay attention to all the little details. I also discovered all my strengths and what my weaknesses were. And my advice to people thinking of entering the competition, I would just say, make sure you be patient, trust your instincts, and don't be afraid to make mistakes because that's how you learn. Welcome to season 12 of Spotlight on the Arts, focusing on Sydney Catholic School's Portrait Prize competition. The Portrait Prize is a celebration of our students' excellence and their exemplary talent by exploring representational portraits. Now in its third year, the Portrait Prize has attracted 373 entries across Sydney primary and secondary schools. The winning entries from four categories will be entered into the prestigious Young Archie competition held at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Each episode will meet a different student artist and teacher who engaged with the program. In episode one, we welcome Nate Sinkovic and Rosemary Weeby from Marcelin College, Randwick. Nate was the 2023 winner of the 13 to 15 years category in the Sydney Catholic Schools Portrait Prize and a finalist in the Young Archie competition. Nate is an all-rounder student and has a love of drawing and a passion for sharing his highly creative work. Rosemary Weeby is a leader of learning, visual arts and photography, and has been teaching at the college for 29 years, influencing the lives of thousands of students to pursue their creative ventures. Welcome, Nate and Rosemary. Nate, can you talk about the inspiration behind your portrait and how did you go about conveying the essence of this sitter? My artwork was inspired by the relationship I have with my dad. I wanted to not just capture his appearance, but also his essence and his personality. So to do that, I focused on every little detail in his face, and especially the eyes. Through these choices, I could depict the essence of my dad as I see him, a loving and strong person in my life. So you said especially through the eyes. Can you talk a little bit more about that and why you chose the eyes to really convey that essence? Well, I believe that the eyes tell the most about a person. And what do you think they tell about your dad? Um, that he's always happy and caring and loving. Rosemary, when um, Nate was creating his portrait, can you just talk a little bit about how you helped as a teacher in his process? We actually teach uh, portraiture in Year 7, so I knew Nate was capable of actually drawing um, portraits well. So basically I just spoke to Nate saying, would you like to do this, would you like to give it a go? And he said, yep, that's fine. And he knew the basis. So once you know that structure, you know where facial features go, It was up to him and I knew he was capable of doing it. And so you knew the structure of the face. Was that from your work in Year 7 or had you done some extra research? No, it was mainly from the work we did in Year 7 about the proportions of the face. And can you share a specific moment during the creative process where you had to really make a creative decision? I think when it came to drawing the beard, I was a bit, like, confused on how to do it. So I did some research online and I found a technique I used the sharp point of a compass to engrave lines of the hairs into the paper so that when I coloured over it, it wouldn't, the colour pencil wouldn't go into the gaps. Did you do this straight on the portrait or did you have a process where you were practising that technique? Um, I did practice on other paper before that and then once I was confident, I went to the portrait. And did that help you decide what sort of paper you were going to draw? Because I tried on thinner paper and it kind of ripped so I had to choose some thicker paper. And Rosemary, where did you 
think that you could help him grow within that creative process? So for me, I felt more confident the more he was doing his own thing, that I allowed him that free reign, that free creativity, and I just wanted to see what he'd come up with. I was really happy with it. Miss Weeby gave me the freedom to do it by myself, which allowed me to come up with more creative ways on my portrait. So what do you do when you get stuck? Yeah, so when I'm stuck, I usually try and get feedback from either teachers or relatives, like family members or other teachers, so they can help me come up with some ideas. I try to use as much as what advice they give me as possible because I know that they're experienced and their techniques uh, should work. So then just reflecting on the competition experience, what did you learn about yourself by way of growth? As an artist, I've grown definitely from this competition. I've learned how to be patient and pay attention to all the little details. I also discovered all my strengths and what my weaknesses were. And my advice to people thinking of entering the competition, I would just say make sure you be patient, trust your instincts, and don't be afraid to make mistakes because that's how you learn. Basically, we just sort of sit together. And that opportunity where we open those doors is really important at our school to give boys the opportunities to come be free, enjoy what they're doing, and that they don't feel threatened. It's a place of comfort. It's a place where anything can happen. Yeah, we give them that space. I think you need a space to be able to talk to people and talk to the staff. Well, can you elaborate a little bit more about how you think that might have contributed to their overall growth and maybe academic development? I think it helps with the growth because it allows them to think. It allows them that time to sit and contemplate. Are they on the right track? If not, then they've got us to talk to. And I think also you learn, those mistakes become important. So you learn from those mistakes and you can develop further. So having that time, having the space where you can do your own thing, but yet they know they're stuck, the teachers are there. I think it helps not just the student, helps us as teachers so we understand the boys a bit more, so we understand what they're trying to think, what they're trying to do, and then we can work together. Obviously a diverse group of boys, so um, it's important to be able to show different things. So that's a great collaborative environment that you're nurturing there. Yeah, it's really good that they give us the freedom to come up with our own ideas and learn from our own mistakes. But we know that if we ever need their help, they're always there and they're open. You obviously like hyperrealism because your portrait of your dad is just photographically perfect. So can you talk to how you develop those skills to be able to get to that level? I think... Just practice, practicing over and over again, learning from my mistakes and just taking my time, like just not trying to rush the drawing and like focusing on all the little details. So I used a photo of my dad and then I used a grid method to get the sketch onto the paper. So what, what it is basically is you put a grid over the image and then you put that same grid onto your paper and then you use the proportions of the grid to put it on to the to sketch it onto the paper. I put the photo into Photoshop and then used a uh, grid image overlay. Only the sketch was square by square and then I erased the grid and then after the sketch is done, I started with the top of the head and I just worked my way down from there. And then after I've got the sketch, I just look at the image and 
do their colouring from there. Um, I just use coloured pencils, so they're Faber-Castell polychromos. We try to encourage them from a young age to use good quality pencils. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I think that's the thing in art, you need to use good things. And I think the boys feel good using good quality. Yeah. And they want to mm-hmm. impress and create the best works they can. Yeah, so true. So, Nate, um, can you just talk a little bit about what the community response was in the school when you um, won or became a finalist in the Young Arches and also the category for the Sydney Catholic Schools portrait? Um, yeah, the response was amazing. Everybody was really happy for me and they just were asking so many questions and I think, yeah, they also, a lot of people were inspired to create their own. I have to say this, Nate. Nate's a very humble person. He just didn't realise the effect he had on everyone. And, um, and I have to say, like, there was a few teachers I was showing that didn't realise Nate was a year eight student. They thought it was my year 12 student. And I said, no, it's my year eight student. He enjoys it. And, um, and it's not just the teachers, the principal. Um, they were all amazed at a talent at this young age. I feel this is just who he is. This is what he loves doing. And to him it was no big deal. This is just what I do. Because we made sure we put in the newsletters for the school and we had it up and we made sure he was acknowledged because it was such an important thing. So we we're very we we're very proud um, school and uh, the art department was very proud of him and his family. So it's really good. Well, fantastic. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So thank you both, Nate and Rosemary, for your time today. And it's perfect timing because the virtual gallery just opened yesterday. Yeah, if you have any spare time, just make sure you get online and check out the virtual gallery. Make sure you turn Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sydney Catholic School's Portrait Prize is expanding in 2024 to include both the virtual gallery exhibition featuring all 373 portraits and a live exhibition at the Australian Catholic University's McGlade Gallery where 80 finalists will be exhibited. The Portrait Prize virtual gallery opened on the 23rd of February and the live exhibition at McGlade Gallery is running from the 2nd to the 16th of May. This episode was recorded at the studios of Southern Cross Catholic College in Burwood. We acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of this place where many stories have been told, artworks created and dances celebrated and shared for thousands of years. 